Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're having this interview in honor of the Great American Smokeout, which is a day for raising awareness around smoking and sharing resources for people who are trying to take the first step towards quitting. And the aspect of this that we're focusing on today is the link between prostate cancer and smoking. So here today to talk about this is one of our editorial board members, Dr. Stephen Friedland. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Well, it's great to have to be here and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. To start off, I'd like to um, introduce yourself and share what your research focuses on. Yeah, so I'm a urologist um, at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, as well as the Durham VA Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. And my research is very much focused on prostate cancer and several different aspects of that. But one of the things that we focus in is how lifestyle factors and, and diets and exercise, but also smoking, uh, may actually link with prostate cancer and, and what we can do about it and, and change our lifestyle to improve our health. So for a little bit of background, how has smoking historically been viewed in relation to prostate cancer? And is there any more controversy compared to other types of cancer? Yeah, so when we think about smoking-related cancers, you know, prostate really doesn't come on the list. Um, I mean, certainly when we think about, uh, you know, lung cancer and, and different things, bladder cancer from a urological, even kidney cancer to a degree. Um, but prostate hasn't really made the list traditionally. Um, but that's where I think some newer research suggests that it probably should be making the list. Mm -hmm. um, so what has some of this research included that, you know, suggests a link between smoking and prostate cancer? Yeah, so there's been several studies over the years that have kind of pointed to that link. But I think one of the things um, that's really unique about prostate cancer is, first off, it's extremely common. Um, the second thing is most often it's diagnosed via a blood test. So it's not you have symptoms and you're coughing up blood or something. It's a blood test, and which is a PSA screening test. And, and based upon that, then we'll do further evaluations, ultimately a biopsy, and, and diagnose the cancer. So smokers are less likely to get the blood test or less likely to follow up once they get it. We may actually be missing some of the cancers. And so that was some of the research that we did several years ago that said even in a trial of men in our prostate cancer prevention, so they were on a drug or a placebo <clears throat> for four years to try and prevent prostate cancer. The only way we know if this drug works is to ultimately do the biopsies. Men who were smokers were less likely to get the biopsy. So that was kind of one of the first clues that we may be missing these cancers. And then we looked at the men in that study that actually did have a biopsy and showed that smokers were more likely to have aggressive prostate cancer. Um, and there's been studies um, done by several different groups, including ours now, that have linked smoking actually with aggressive prostate cancer, including prostate cancer death. So, you know, we don't think smoking is necessarily related to the risk of getting prostate cancer, but it does seem to be linked with the risk of dying from prostate cancer. Is there any uh, additional research underway to kind of further investigate this link? Yeah, so we, we just got some funding from the state of California, which we're very appreciative of, and starting to look at this in the VA health system. Um, so we're really looking at understanding the links that are going on because this link with more aggressive cancer, maybe it's because they're being delayed in the diagnosis. You know, the same reason we may see fewer cancers, we may actually see more deaths. So we're trying to explore those. What's the likelihood of getting the blood tests in the first place, the likelihood of being referred to the urologist, getting a biopsy, how are their outcomes? 
to really try and, and tease that out. At the same level, people are starting to look at the genetic, uh, the genetics in terms of the, the genes that are active in the tumor of smokers versus non-smokers to really understand at the biological level what's going on within the tumor. So I think there's a number of different groups trying to answer and really tease out what are these associations. But again, there is this increasingly clear link between smoking and death from prostate cancer. Right. Um, so in light of this data, how do you suggest that clinicians counsel their patients who are smokers? You know, it's, it's a great question. It's a tough question because, you know, there's, there's many, many reasons to, to not smoke in the first place. And if you are smoking, to stop, right? So do we really need yet one more cancer that's linked uh, with smoking uh, to, to force people to quit? If they haven't quit from everything else, is this going to be the one? Um, hard to know, but I, I do think it's, it's certainly more data that smoking is not good for us. Um, and so you can just add one more thing, I think, to that list when clinicians talk to their patients. Um, and for some patients, you know, prostate cancer is, is particularly concerning. Um, it's a very sensitive organ of the body. It's, it's located next to even more sensitive organs within the body. Um, many of our treatments can have significant side effects, including problems with erections, um, Hormonal therapy, castration therapy is common treatment for prostate cancer. So certainly things that, uh, you know, most um, people would want to avoid. So I, I think one way we can try to avoid all those side effects of treatment and advanced treatments and their side effects is to not smoke. And if you are smoking, to stop. So I think it, it helps tell a richer story. But I, I think there's a pretty rich story even without, you know, tobacco. Uh, prostate being on the list. Mm -hmm. um, so along those lines, for patients who are considering quitting smoking and taking that step, um, are there any resources you recommend that clinicians can share with them? Yeah, I mean, the, the American Cancer Society, the, you know, the American Lung Association have some wonderful resources. I'm not a, a, a tobacco expert, you know, coming from the urology point of view. Um, but there are some data, it's, it's amazing the power of suggestion and the power that clinicians have and to even say, Hey, are you smoking? You know, you should probably stop. It's not good for you. And there's actually data. There are some patients. It's obviously not the majority, but there are patients by simply doing that five, 10 second, Hey, you really should stop. It's not good for your health. There are patients who actually stop from that. Mm -hmm. So I think as clinicians, we need to be mindful of patients out there that are, are struggling with this. Again, there are a lot of resources American Cancer Society, you know, the, the Lung American Lung Association. There are resources out there. There's medications that people can take to help during that transition period um, because there is a, a physiological addiction. You know, it's not just, you know, you're, you're weak, you can't do it. There's biology there. So we have medications that can help kind of overcome some of that biology and, and help patients transition to being tobacco-free. Great. Um, so as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to mention in honor of Great American Smokeout or your research in this area? No, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, part of the overall being healthy. Um, you know, when we look at ways to prevent cancer. You know, it's, it's don't become obese. Make sure you exercise, eat right. We all debate what eat right means, um, but don't smoke. It, it kind of, and drink in moderation. 
all kind of go together. So I think it's part of a, a global, let's get healthy, let's exercise, let's lose some weight. And, you know, smoking, there's really not particularly health benefits to it. So it's, it's really something that shouldn't be um, nearly as widely, um, you know, taken up as it is. Great. Well, this is great to hear about your research in this field and, you know, some ways we can raise awareness in honor of the Great American Smoke Out. So thanks so much for coming on today to share all of this. No, thanks for having me and thanks for the listeners for, for listening in. Thank you.